Welcome back to Mothering Earth. I'm Salwa Khan. People have been using herbal plants in cooking, as medicine, and for their pleasant fragrance for thousands of years. There are hundreds of plants that are considered herbs, too many to cover in a short time. So for the program today, we're going to take a closer look at a few of the more commonly known herbs, things you may use in your kitchen. But I think you'll discover things about these plants that you may not have known before. Our expert guest today has formal education as a botanist, as a herbalist, but more than that, she grew up learning about growing and using herbs from a grandfather and aunt. My guest is Robin Clark, who is a botanist, herbalist, and owner of the Herb Room in Wimberley, Texas. Robin has a long-standing love of plants, and especially of the plants we call herbs, which she uses to make soaps and body products, as well as organic tea blends. Robin is going to share some of her vast knowledge about herbs and what they can do for us. Robin, I'd like to welcome you to Mothering Earth. Thank you, Salwa. Glad to be here. First off, let's talk about the pronunciation of the word H-E-R-B. I've always pronounced the word as herb, but a lot of people say herb. So where do you stand on this controversy? Oh, well, you know, I say herb, but all, all thoughts are welcome. Okay. <laughs> so tell us about how you first became interested in herbs. I um, became interested in herbs at a very young age. I uh, was very much inspired by my natural surroundings. I spent many hours outdoors in our family gardens, um, as well as camping, and uh, just inspired from uh, what nature could provide. I um, really was influenced by my grandfather, uh, Solbakken, and my Norwegian grandfather, and he really uh, really taught me a lot about cultivating organically. He had a huge organic garden and um, really I just enjoyed my time spent with him uh, learning about plants, learning about um, the bounty from his garden and I really enjoyed eating his beautiful tomatoes and all of his wonderful vegetables. So since we're going to be talking about herbs, can you start by defining what is a herb? An herb, basically, general terminology of an herb, would be any plant that's going to be used for food, for flavoring, for medicine, or for fragrance, uh, much for their savory or aromatic uh, properties. Um, a botanical uh, herbal defini definition would be any seed-bearing plant which does not have a woody stem and it dies down to the ground after flowering. A general... Uh, Herbalism definition uh, for me is that, uh, you know, herbalism is really concerned with the art and the science of, with herbs and their uses. And this is in particular towards their health enhancing properties and functions. Um, in medicinal or spiritual uses, any parts of the plant might be considered an herb, including the leaves, the roots, the flower seeds, the root bark, the inner bark and cambium, as well as the resin and the fruit, the pericarp. Not the cambium, what is that? Cambium, that's the inner um, part of the, the, the plant, uh -huh, the okay. plant stalk, so yeah. Okay. 
So uh, now, of course, we use herbs. One of the uh, things you mentioned is that we use herbs to flavor food, but we also use spices. So can you talk about what's the difference between a herb and a spice? Yes. An herb uh, generally refers to really the leafy green or the flowering parts of the plant, and those can either be used fresh or dried. Uh, while spices are uh, commonly going to be dried, they're going to be produced from other parts of the plant, uh, usually ground. Um, those include the seeds, the berries, the barks, the roots, and the fruits. So, um, and those are primarily spices have commonly been used um, not only for flavoring and coloring, but also for preserving food in the past. Okay. So, so we think of herbs then as, as just the, sort of the leafy parts and the, and the flowers mm -hmm. sometimes. The aerial parts, the, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. but, but spices are, can be the berries or nuts or whatever mm -hmm. else comes from, from mm -hmm. the plant or even exactly. the bark itself. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. And again, there, there are three areas in which we use herbs, flavoring our food medicinally and then to provide scents or fragrance. So uh, I'd like to start with herbs that we use to flavor foods. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about some of those and what amazing properties they have that can help us? Hey, sure. Um, I kind of have coined the term uh, culinary medicinals, and these can be both herbs and spices. They can be used in our kitchen, um, out of our cupboard, and we can use these to uh, flavor and enhance our meals. But they're also um, wonderful nutritional values um, that we can uh, get from an herb or a plant or a spice. And uh, today I wanted to focus on some common herbs that you might have on your cupboard or you might possibly have out in your garden. Um, share a little bit with you uh, some of the medicinal um, values and how we can incorporate these in our daily life as food tonics, um, as well as some teas and um, therapeutic uses as well. Um, today we're going to start with uh, sage. Uh, sage, I consider sage to be a great uh, plant for hill country gardens. We have uh, many uh, types of sages. We have a native sage here that's not used for uh, medicinal purposes um, or culinarily, but we also have our common garden sage. Um, beautiful flowers. Sage is also known as a plant of uh, wisdom and um, it's a nice evergreen uh, shrub. It is nutritionally used i use it in my cooking because it's really high in potassium and zinc and calcium and who would know that nice flavorful uh, herb that we use uh, in our turkey stuffing every year or maybe in soups um, would have all of this nutritional value but it really has a lot of iron and manganese and copper and magnesium um, its habitat is really generally from the mediterranean but is adapted very well for our hill country gardens grows about three to four uh, feet and many cultivars are available as well. Um, I generally use sage um, in the kitchen only for soups and stews and, and for that turkey stuffing, but I love to use sage as a gargle for a so sore throat. Mm -hmm. So I like to create a nice strong tea with it, add a little bit of lemon, um, and it really reduces uh, fever, congestion, and coughing. Um, so it's very nice for anything in the throat area. And um, so that's one of those, those uh, herbs that's great in the kitchen. You can mix it with a little bit of honey. You can uh, take it internally as well with a right. little honey, and that'll help with some sore throats. You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm Salwa Khan, and I'm here with Robin Clark, who is a botanist and herbalist, owner of the Herb Room in Wimberley. 
And uh, you were just giving me, or just starting with your list of herbs that are used medicinally, but also culinary, have mm-hmm. culinary uses. So we talked about sage. What's next on your list? Well, uh, another great herb that I'm sure everyone, most people are really familiar with. If you don't have it in your garden, uh, I'm sure you might have it in your cupboard. And I call this kind of one of the common pizza herbs or herbs that we um, cook and use in our Italian sauces. But it's also known as rosemary. And rosemary is such um, has such an interesting um flavor profile. There are so many uh, cultivars that you can, uh, you know, use in your garden for landscaping. There's uh, ones that uh, tumble and fall, cascade Mm -hmm. over um, rocks. There's upright rosemary. Uh, Rosemary is uh, known as the herb of remembrance. And uh, not only is is this herb um, wonderful in in vinegars and you know, wonderful to flavor marinades and meats and in pizza sauce. Um, But it's also a powerful antiseptic and it's an antioxidant. Um, Why is it called the herb of remembrance? Well, today we know uh, scientifically that uh, carnosic acid and carnosol are the two powerful antioxidants that aid our memory. And there have been clinical Mm -hmm. studies um, that show this and really protect our body against free radicals. So um, not only is it uh, taste delicious, it is um, a wonderful, powerful herb for our mind and our brain. Excellent to know. What else do we have? The next herb um, I'm gonna talk about is another common uh, herb, and and this might also be another uh, pizza herb. Um, It's also known as thyme. Thyme is a, a, a beautiful plant. So many different colors of thymes. You can get variegated. Um, they grow beautifully here in our, our Hill Country Garden, very well adapted. Uh, nutritionally, thyme is, is really rich in calcium, uh, beta carotene, uh, phosphorus. Um, it's one of those uh, Mediterranean herbs that is grown uh, natively in the Mediterranean and Southern Italy, and it's naturalized here. There are over 350 species of uh, thyme, and they are highly attractive to bees. So any um, yeah. beekeepers uh, are, I'm sure, are very familiar with this. Um, very beautiful in landscapes between stepping stones and walkways. Um, tends to really uh, like to be stepped on. So, um, and I always uh, use this a lot as, as in my culinary medicinal chest. Um, it's a powerful antiseptic and antibiotic. It's very antimicrobial. Uh, and it's a good expectorant for coughs. I really like to use thyme um, for coughs, and it's a great um, for children. What I like to do is I like to chop up the fresh thyme, add it into some honey, and put some lemon in the honey. And uh, it's a nice herbal honey. You can take it by the teaspoon. You could pour some hot water over it, um, dissolve it, and kind of have mm-hmm. an herbal honey tea. Mint is, is an, a wonderful, wonderful culinary herb. Both mint and spearmint have uh, small amounts of potassium, magnesium, calcium, phosphorus, um, also vitamin C, iron, and vitamin A. Um, most mints grow really well. They do like that afternoon um, shade, um, but they can be quite invasive. So I always recommend um, potting or putting cinder blocks in the ground and then um, putting your mints inside of those uh, because they will take off. Um, 
they do like that. Like I said, the prefer shade from the afternoon sun. Um, Mints are really, really great for anything to do with the stomach. So if you have some digestive complaints, upsets, um, really, really great internally for that. Externally, mint oil is wonderful analgesic. It's really great um, at reducing pain. And it's also really good for the respiratory system. Um, so it's painful migraines with this allergy season. I rub a little bit of mint um, on my temples, breathe the mint essential oil in. Very, very nice for that. Um, but for stomach aches and for your just going out to the garden and picking some mint leaves or using some dried mint, really good for um, tummy aches, uh, nausea, headaches. You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm Salwa Khan. I'm here with Robin Clark, and we're talking about herbs. But right now, it's time for a break. We're back now. You're listening to Mothering Earth. My guest today is Robin Clark, who is a botanist, herbalist, and owner of the Herb Room in Wimberley, Texas. Robin's been sharing her great wisdom about herbs and all the many uses, and we were kind of going through a list of herbs that I think a lot of people use or at least know about. So what's next on your list? Basil. Basil is another one of those herbs that are just so virtuous. They're a warm season annual. Um, they do pretty well here. Um, I've had all different varieties from the Thai basils to the Genovese basil grow beautifully in my garden. Um, they are nutritionally really high in vitamin K, uh, zinc, calcium, magnesium, and potassium. So um, their habitat, well, really India introduced to Europe in the 16th century um, basil, and now it's become widely cultivated. There are more than 180 cultivars uh, available today, and they really thrive in our Texas heat. Um, they really tolerate most soils. Uh, I love putting them in vinegars, uh, pesto, uh, pair beautifully with tomatoes, uh, tomato sauces, cheese, soups. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on. Right. Um, if you, one of the things uh, about basil is it's a great, you know, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, carminative. It's wonderful for um, stomach complaints. Um, and it's actually a natural antidepressant. Okay. So um, inhaling the fresh leaves and essential oil, I use that and recommend that here. I have some basil essential oil. And uh, love using it for concentration and focus. Uh, Oximum Sanctum is uh, another variety of basil, and that's uh, known in India as the Tulsi basil and or holy oh, basil. Right. Mm -hmm. And its Greek name, Basilicon, means royal. So it's a very uh, royal yeah. herb and very wonderful to have in your, your garden. Yeah. One of the herbs that doesn't grow very well around here, I've done some experimenting uh, with it in some uh, bins and I'm still not quite able to get it where I need it to be, but it's it's the wonderful warming uh, spice and um, herb known as ginger. Now, ginger is a, is a root. So what we're using when we're using um, ginger in our kitchen or in our teas, we're using the root. Um, it's a wonderful perennial uh, 
really, really great, really rich in potassium, magnesium, uh, and ginger oil is the main component, the active constituent in ginger. It's a uh, not native here, it's Southeast Asia and Jamaica, but um, it's definitely a little, little hard to grow here. It doesn't tolerate uh, the cold. Mm. So, um, but for growing it and anyone out there that um, has grown successfully or is cultivating ginger, please let me know. Stop by the herb room. <laughs> um, I have not had any luck so far, but from what I've heard, um, part shade is ideal. I did have a beautiful variegated, uh, variegated ginger that was just gorgeous. Um, did not make it <laughs> because but of the I, cold. Yeah, or? because of the cold, it didn't. There were yeah. some extreme temperatures. It's just really a tropical yeah. plant. Yeah. Um, so any uh, extremes, it, it's not very well tolerated. So um, wonderful, wonderful uses of of ginger. So many, too many culinarily to list. But um, I use. Uh, ginger, because it stimulates your circulatory and digestive system, it's a very warming urban spice. Very good for uh, morning sickness or for traveling. It's very good for nausea, so motion sickness. Um, it's a wonderful anti-inflammatory. I um, included in my tea blend here, lemon ginger herbal tea, and it is absolutely wonderful. Uh, anti-inflammatory, an expectorant. It really helps with coughs, colds, and flus. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a good antiseptic. Now, one of the main uses that I use uh, ginger in the kitchen is I love to make every year a ginger syrup. And I make it kind of in bulk. And it's just delicious. I, I will make a nice, strong syrup and then pour that into some sparkling water. So you're having kind of your own ginger ginger beer or ginger brew. Yeah. Um, and this herb has really clinically, has so many uh, clinical studies on it. It's really been shown to reduce inflammation, uh, cardiovascular conditions, and blood clots and cholesterol-lowering effects. So um, anyone interested in that, yeah, I have yeah. quite a few studies on many of these herbs as well. So I'm happy to share those. Okay. Um, the next one we're going to go, and I was kind of, uh, when I think of ginger, I, I think of turmeric. Right. Um, you know, the golden, golden milk, the golden hued turmeric. Um, this is another herb that I just started growing. I have it out front of the herb room here in a few pots, um, doing some experimentation. So we might, those might end up in the in the big garden here right. um, as well. But that's a two to three foot, a tender perennial, um, beautiful flowers. It is in the, um, in the, you know, w a wonderful root to use. Um, very rich in uh, manganese, iron, vitamin B6. Uh, and copper, so some of the nutritional values of uh, this culinary medicine that I consider to be a great culinary medicine. Um, it is a wonderful antioxidant, uh, antibacterial, really, really, uh, really great for any sort of inflammation and pain. Um, so it's a good analgesic as well internally and externally. Um, you can, the essential oil does have those properties as well as reducing right. inflammation. Um, I use uh, this in so many, so many things. Once again, um, from curries to, um, I have a garam masala, a curry with turmeric. But one of the main and most interesting um interesting constituents or medicinal constituent mm -hmm. of turmeric is called curcumin and it has very notable antioxidant antibacterial anti-inflammatory effects um, 
and it really reduces inflammation in the body uh, by stimulating your adrenal glands to um, increase a hormone that shuts down your pain, your inflammation. Mm -hmm. And studies have shown that turmeric protects the liver from the adverse effects of alcohol and certain toxins. One herb that you might not consider an herb, you might uh, consider it uh, something else, something a spice or something a flavor would be garlic. And garlic um, is, is a wonderful, wonderful perennial bulb and it grows wonderfully in the hill country garden i like to do companion planting with my alliums um, by adding different ones in between it's really good at um acting as a good insecticide in between other plants so uh, companion planting love love to use that for for that um one great thing is what we're using when we're using garlic is we're using the bulb of the plant, um, that kind of hard perennial, you know, that bulb part. Mm -hmm. And the bulb of the plant um, really is a powerhouse of um of medicine. It's really got high amounts of vitamin C. It's a really good source of selenium um, and vitamin C, um, as well as numerous calcium, phosphorus. Um, now, the, when you're crushing it, it produces the compound allicin. And um, I say allicin or allicin, but it's, it's a wonder, that is the main uh, compound right. that is going to, um, that is going to be causing that broad spectrum and antibacterial activity. Now, that was first reported by uh, Cavalito and Bailey in 1944, that yeah. allicin is that key ingredient or that key medicine. Mm -hmm. And research has also shown that um, allicin is responsible for that lipid-lowering, anti-blood coagulation, um, anti-hypertension, um, high blood pressure, um, as well as its anti-cancer, antioxidant, and antimicrobial effects. So that is really a powerhouse. Um, don't underestimate um, garlic. Here in the Hill Country, we have um, a few species um, that are native to uh, to Texas. We have a Runyon's onion, which is um, native to Southern Texas, about as far north as Corpus Christi. Then we have a, a, an onion here that we might see if we're out in the field uh, looking for it. It's a um, Elmendorf's onion. And um, it's wild. It's a wild onion. It's endemic to Texas. Uh, meaning it grows in only our our area. Yeah. Um, it's known only from, uh, really only known from Bear to Frio to Wilson and, and Atacosta counties, but um, I have seen many of the Elmendorf onions around. They have that beautiful purple, um, wow. purple flower. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you'll notice it, and you'll know that it is the onion once you pick it and you smell yeah. the onion. So right. it's pretty identifiable by that um, yeah. sharp scent of onion, of yeah. uh, garlic. Right. Excuse me, of garlic. So. Um, so eat your garlic. Eat your Every garlic. Day. Yes. <laughs> And so many ways you can use it in the kitchen. Now, one thing we haven't Talked quite touched was, on mm -hmm. was the use of fragrances. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, in soaps, which is one thing that you made and I, or make, and mm -hmm. also other products. I'm not sure what they yeah, are. Yeah, I do. Talk about that. I primarily here um, make, handcraft all of my soaps right here on site here at the herb room and i use all my organic uh essential oils and i also incorporate whole organic herbs into my soaps as well mm. um i pure plant essentials are a wonderful way to enjoy the aromatic um 
aromatherapeutic benefits of herbs, and I have quite a selection here. Uh, my main focus here at the Herb Room is, is on organic or ethically wild-harvested uh, mm -hmm. plants. So some of those will be distilled right on the site after they're picked um, from all these wonderful distillers uh, that I know. So uh, I love, I have beautiful, I do a wonderful mint momentum, speaking of mint, and that is um, a spearmint, peppermint, and I use, those are both wonderful, like I said, for um an analgesic for helping with respiratory system. Mm -hmm. And I incorporate all of those into my soap, wonderful soap. Uh, confetti rose, I put rose petals and rosewood and rose geranium. So all of these uh, herbs also that contain those essential oils or those alkaloids that produce that scent, that scent. Yeah. Um, those are, are very powerful for providing a lot of um, external benefits. And also that our skin is, is really the largest organ on the body. So um, really when you're using essential oils, incorporating them into massage or into, um, into your soaps, and your skin is really absorbing all of those wonderful properties of the plants and able to, to provide them right. not only through how great they smell, but also uh, nourish your skin as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So will they make me look younger? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no, they definitely can improve improve many many uh, many things. But yeah, age is not you know age is not one of them. You know, it's uh, the life cycle. <laughs> There's still a lot more to discover about herbs. So in our next program, we'll explore another set of herbs that are known for their therapeutic properties. You know, I'd love to hear from you, so please send any comments or suggestions for future shows to me at gardentoad at vcs.com. That's gardentoad, one word, at vcyes.com. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, this is Salwa Khan, Signing off for Mothering Earth.